welcome to another episode of the Roach Coach Podcast, the journey to create the new metal canon. My name is Lauren Kozlowski. With me, as always, is the Indigo Angel, Jennifer Sosha. Hello. And the original Roach Rider, Mr. Matt Nas. Keep it rolling, baby. There we go. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back with you, back talking about new metal as we always do. And this week, we're talking about a band that, uh, honestly, you know what? Jenny, you said it. You said Mudvayne. Where they been? I, w- I need to check in on my boys in the vein. I needed to check in. And checking in we are. We're listening to their third record, Lost and Found. We're going to get all into this album. We're talking all about it. Talk about these videos. Talk about some new looks. New looks for the boys in Mudvayne on this record. But before we do, we have got to talk about who's tweeting. Who's tweeting? Who is? Jenny. It wouldn't be an episode of Roach Coach if we didn't have a list. Oh, we love a list. We love a list. And this week's list, our weekly list, uh, we were sent a Kerrang! article that is the 13 most new metal moments of all time. If Fred Durst blowing up a boat isn't on this list. Uh, Oh, Matt, just temper your hopes, okay? Okay. (laughs) I'm sure we're all used to doing that now, but let's just temper our hopes. So the first thing on the list is not ranked. So you can put these in whatever order you'd like. Jonathan Davis's bullet stopping scat. So this is, of course, the scat that stops all the bullets for the freak on the leash video. Uh, So that is one of them. Draymond goes, wah, ah, 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 ah. Can't argue with that burger king produces a slipknot ask mascot so this i had forgotten about but i'm going to read the blurb in 2004 to promote their chicken fries burger king unveiled a masked rooster metal band called uh cock rock the following year slipknot sued the fast food chain for copying their style claiming they had been approached to be in an ad for them but turned it down burger king countersued claiming that cock rock were parodying a general trend in metal to wear masks citing kiss guar and mushroom head and claimed that slipknot themselves were a parody act suggesting that they had lifted their look from mushroom head <laughs> both suits were eventually dropped wow wow i had King. completely forgotten about that uh burger king basically called slipknot posers wow i have to say i was a little bit skeptical of like this being a new metal iconic moment and then i read that and i was so wrong my apologies to the writer over at kerrang oh mudvane they win an award with bullet holes in their heads uh when mudvane's dig won the first ever mdv2 award at the 2001 uh vmas the band went on stage to collect it dress in matching white suits with bloody bullet holes in their forehead. I remember that. Uh, Lynn Strait of Snot is arrested next to a comically oversized toilet. We've talked about that. We've talked yeah. about that. Limp Biscuit count their fucks. Uh, we also <laughs> talked. We've talked about that. That's off mm-hmm. of uh, off of Hot Dog, right? The first song on Chocolate Starfish. That's and right. Flavored water. New metal math. It's got to be on the list. That's one of the prime new metal math moments. You know, it's on the list. Evanescence have a bad rap forced upon them. 
This I didn't know about either, so I'm just going to run through it real quick here. Uh, New Metal's gender politics were never great. While Evanescence were recording their debut album, lead singer Amy Lee was told that the single Bring Me to Life would flounder without a more masculine voice on it. Uh, Amy Lee says it was presented to me as you're a girl singing in a rock band. There's nothing else like that out there. Nobody's going to listen to you. You need a guy to come in and sing for backup for it to be successful. She later recalled the manly rap courtesy of 12 stones. Paul McCoy is not good. That's writer's estimation. Uh, and I am not here to disagree with that. Uh, up next we get Woodstock 99 gets completely out of control. The anger management tour cements the rap rock connection. Shifty Shell Shock gets a number one in 15 countries. Can't uh, disagree li- there. Yeah. Lincoln Park get on this internet thing early. Everyone fights backstage on the Tattoo the Earth tour. Lauren, did you know about this? I did not know about this. Reading through this, uh, the blurb is interesting. It says, between 2000 and 2002, the Tattoo the Earth tour, in which members of Slipknot kept passing out due to overheating covered the continental united states with 34 bands and 42 tattoo artists backstage at one show slipknot's clown and one minute silence frontman brian yap barry ended up getting accosted by security after refusing to stop driving around in a golf cart making obscene gestures i love it i love this union of yap and clown when the fracas began which included sean being sprayed with mace and jumped all of hate breed <laughs> if there's a more new metal image than a visionary clown running amok in a golf cart flipping the bird before getting mace we'd love to see it a true new metal moment truly truly I love, it. I love it and finally the scorpion king soundtrack suggests there might be too much of a good thing and this blurb makes me laugh, so I'd like to read it. It was an obvious choice. Soundtracking a film set in Egypt 5,000 or so years ago. Surely you picked new metal. What says, let's build a pyramid better than Drowning Pool? The runaway commercial success of a few massive acts led to umpteen imitators being signed, where suddenly every wrestling entrance, action movie trailer, and video game and sports montage was accompanied by angsty rapping about absent dads. Not wrong, as evidenced by every episode where we're like, this was on a hundred car video game soundtracks (laughs) and WWE forced entry. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, at some point somebody just went like, you know what, this song, this ripper you got here, imagine if you could jump a car to it. And they were like, yeah. I can imagine. That's it. Well, I got to say that list, I really have no problems with it seems pretty solid matt it does not have fredders pulling up the boat on it but it does have it does have a lot of other really good stuff that's true they did all right they did all right have we ever talked about doing the scorpion king soundtrack uh i don't believe we have i don't believe Uh, we have Jenny. Should I pull up the track list, or do you already have it, Jenny? I've got it right in my face. <laughs> I love it. I'm I just gonna it. give you. I'm gonna give you some performers from the Scorpion King soundtrack because right. we're gonna be watching this movie. Just know that. Um, okay. oh, God, we got Godsmack. Movie. We got Pod. We got Drowning Pool. System of a Down. Hoobastank, Flaw, Twelve Stones, Mushroom Head, Lifer, Seven Dust, Cold Chamber. I mean. That's us. That's, that's us. That's, that's us. That's, that's us. Kind of our calling card. 
Yeah. So yeah. you let me know when you're well, ready well, to watch well, the Scorpion King. Jenny, Matt, we we have I mean, we're coming off of side project summer. We got one more next week that we're doing. But then we don't really have any theme things planned. And normally we'd spitball this off mic, but we're talking about it now. We're talking about the Scorpion King. Jenny, you were very clearly ready to pop some popcorn. Yes. Get, get into this thing. At all times. Are ready we to thinking, pop. Ready to pop. Are we ready thinking, to pop. Are we thinking soundtrack month? Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. You're telling me we do a full month of soundtracks leading up into... The Scorpion King. Well, Matt, we could kick it off with the Scorpion King. And I mean, we got this. This is the thing. I've got the new Metal Resurgence book. I don't have it right next to me. It's across the room. But believe you me, it's close by at all times in case I need to flip through that bad boy and see something important about. Always keep your Bible close. Got to keep your Bible close. Don't worry. It's right next to the good book by Joel McIver. Don't worry. I keep them next to each other. Old that and book. New Testament. Old and New Testament and New Metal. There you go. And, and uh, well, yeah, you got the old New Metal and then the new New Metal. And that book in the back has just a comprehensive listing of New Metal soundtracks to movies. We got our pick. Four? We could do, we could do a lot more than four, baby. We might just start with four, but I don't know. We, I, I think, I think, I think we're gonna have to do it, you guys. I mean, Jenny, you are. Please sit down. Don't pop the popcorn yet, but I can tell you're ready to go. You I got am. Salt shaker there. You got salt I shaker there. I love a soundtrack. All right, so there you have it. Soundtrack month coming soon, and yes, we gonna be watching the movies too, baby. Get that context. All right. Well, that was exciting. That was unplanned. That's what it's all about. Thank you to whoever sent us that list. It's beautiful. Uh, Ryan Thomas also sent us something. It was recently the 20th anniversary of Relative Ash's first and only album, Our Time With You. And they did a Reddit AMA and they shared some demos for what could have been their sophomore record. And you can find them now on the internet.com. Mm-hmm. I have not looked into these, but if someone can let us know <laughs> how much jizz talk is on these songs, <laughs> because if you if you've heard the Relative Ash record or heard our episode on that record, you know to bring a poncho because things are getting out of control. As you would say, Matt, ropes being thrown, being thrown, <laughs> bandied uh, about, <laughs> all about, all about. So. If that's something you're into, check it out. It's around. And uh, Jenny, who, we gotta we gotta go back to this segment I love. It's called "Who's Emailing." Who's emailing? Who's emailing? Who is? Well, it's Derek Woloski, and the subject is "Yeah, baby, the coach done it again." Hey, Roach Coach, hope you're all doing well and staying healthy. I'm a relatively new listener, just having discovered your podcast in March of this year. Welcome. I've listened Thanks. to about. of the episodes, including that three-hour results may vary up, (laughs) and I am 
100% in for the ride. It's been fun revisiting some of those timeless classics of my youth and hearing a bunch of other records that I skipped over because the band name sounded stupid or the cover art was crap. I've had a blast listening to your show. It's gotten me through the transition of working from home, beginning of the Canadian COVID, thick of it, March to June, leading into the birth of my daughter in April, so many late nights listening to The Coach, and into Side Project Summer. The Coach has also become a part of my family as I was listening to it one day, and my daughter heard Prowlar and smiled the biggest, toothiest grin I have ever seen. I now find myself saying, yeah, baby, she absolutely (laughs) loves it. Thanks, Prowlar. Finally, I have a reco for you guys. The Silver Scream, The Final Cut by Ice Nine Kills, produced by Drew Folk, a.k.a. Wizardblood, is a fucking monster of a record that would be perfect for a Halloween theme later this year. While the band leans more on the metalcore side, they employ some brilliant pop and new metal sensibilities mixed with theatric that will leave you exhilarated and wanting more. This album has Chug, Hooks, great lyrics, brutal breakdowns, and vocals that will satisfy everyone in the coach. I guarantee that you will have more fun listening to this record than any other you've heard this year. Thanks for everything you do. Keep it rolling, baby. Derek. Keep it rolling, baby. Derek. Thank Derek. You. Thank you, Derek. What a, let me tell you, in the year that we are all having, that's an email to warm your heart forever. Thank you. Thank you. I have not heard of Ice Nine Kills ever before. Of course, very familiar with our boy Wizard Blood. Jenny, Ice Nine Kills, any familiarity? It sounds familiar, but I don't know where it would be familiar other than this show. Matt? So I don't know. Do we Do we want to... First, Matt, Ice Nine Kills, any familiarity? No, I've, I've never heard them before. All right. It's blind leading the blind right now. Nobody knows who these guys are. We're just it's brand new. We're all trying to figure things out. One more time, the album that was recommended? The Silver uh, Scream, the oh. final cut. Okay. Luckily the that album has the number one song. So oh, I'm gonna perfect. go with the most popular according to Spotify song. This is a grave mistake from the Silver Scream by Ice Nine Kills. He lies a lifeless bride and groom Till death to us part came far too soon Buildings burn and people die All of the time We might have to give it two because this might be the powerful one that hits people's hearts. But we'll see. Big hooks, big hooks, big hooks. I'm gonna go. Big to the, hooks. Gonna go to the next one. Let's see what okay. we got. Getting ready for bed at a regular time is one of the most important habits you can learn. David has probably never stopped to think what a wonderful thing sleep is. Dreams are normal too. Going to bed at a regular time. All right. All right. Okay. Here we go. I have for sure heard this song before. I 
I'm not yeah. sure why or where. You, Jenny, you played this at your wedding. That's where we know it right. from. That's what I you walked down the aisle, down the aisle to. to. Hmm. <laughs> yes. That, that's a lot. That first one definitely gave me, because Wizard Blood, he produced uh, Motionless in White, right? Yep. Because that, that, that's the main touchstone. thing. I, the main touchstone I'm getting here. I, I think this is something that definitely needs more scrutiny as we go along. Is that record from this year or, for, or from last 2018. year? Uh, 2018. The Silver Scream final cut was released uh, last year. I don't know the differences. Oh, is this a possibility? This is like a deluxe edition or something Possibly like that? a deluxe edition. <sighs> boy, oh boy. And then their first album, Every Trick in the Book, is t- from 2015. 2015. Were we ever so young? Uh, okay, well, thank you, Derek. Thank you, thank you. We also have uh, a segment called Who's Postin'? Who's Postin'? Who is? And Chuck Murphy threw this up on the old Roach Coach wall. He said, yo, Roachers and Rochette. First of all, thanks for flying the new metal flag high. I'm a full-time musician and can't listen to music on the drive home after gigs, so I decided let's find a podcast about music. Makes sense, right? LOL and voila, Roach Coach is now a part of my weekend drives home. However, if I have to listen to another episode of Trust Company Wannabes, a.k.a. Simon Says, I'm out of here, LOL. I have dove deep into new metal for years thanks to Napster, Kazaa, and LimeWire. Yes, my computer contracted COVID before it was a thing from <laughs> LimeWire. A few hidden treasures I've found and suggest follow. Minus Driver. Don't remember a lot about them other than they ooze new metal. Try the song Enemy. Scars of Life. They were one of those bands that would label their song as a famous artist back in the Napster days. Try the song Bullet With Your Name. And how the hell have you not covered Switched yet? Shame on you. Try Exterminate or any more. Keep it rolling, baby. Keep it rolling, baby. So first of all, Chuck, thank you for the recommendations. Thank you for listening. I'm very happy. We're all very happy that we are the accompaniment for your weekend drives. Just want to let you know, dig deep into those archives, baby. We did do an episode on Switched. All about it. That is the album with one, two, three, four, fuck on it, if I'm not mistaken. That's correct. Thank you, Jenny. Now, a couple of these racks. Minus Driver does not ring a bell. Does not ring a bell. The song that is recommended, and also, I got to tell you, we've been told, hey, check out this band, they're new metal AF. Hey, check out this band, they activate the pit. Hey, check out this band, they got a hot open. But have we ever been told, check out this band, they ooze new metal? I don't think so. I don't think so. I mean, for one, if you're oozing new metal, you should go see a doctor. <laughs> you better go see a doctor. Yeah, new metal right. doctor. You might have a yeah. poor issue. Yeah. <laughs> so, what was the uh, uh, track title? The track is called Enemy. All right. Minus Driver Enemy. Okay, found it. This this screen cap looks familiar. But let's see. This is Enemy by Minus Driver.
Casual observation, but these guys are oozing the new metal. <laughs> Matt, I, I wanted to mention it. I uh, I had to get new shoes because the new metal just oozed all over these ones. Had to throw them in the trash. They and were that's saturated. That's a lesion that will never be healed. <laughs> no, Mm-mm, not at all. Oozing new metal. If uh, if you see minus driver and they're coming by the house. <sighs> Put some plastic on the couch. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Roll your windows up. Don't answer the door. <laughs> Don't sit in the splash zone. Yeah. Do not sit in the splash zone. Well, thank you, Chuck. Uh, much appreciated uh, on that one. And uh, you know what? We did an episode a little bit ago all about downset. And we got some feedback on that app, Jenny. We <laughs> sure did. Jimmy Jensen says, I respect Downset, but I don't think any of their stuff deserves to be in your great canon. Downset is just straight up rap metal with hardcore roots to me. They need the new groove. Thank you, Jimmy. Thank you, Jimmy. Bear. Bear. Ben Rusky says, Jenny is right. I did and do still have this album and like it quite a bit. It definitely primed the pumps for what was to come new metal-wise, though it has a more of a hardcore approach. It was pretty big with my circle of friends. Was stoked to see this episode pop up from the coach. Hey, I can't re- I can't believe I remember that. As you both know, my memory is poor. If you guys knew what happens at the start of every episode where Matt and I have to reintroduce ourselves to Jenny <laughs> and recap our entire relationship to get her on on board to start the show. It's not I'm I'm scared every week. <laughs> what is this? Why are you doing this? Uh Jeremy Lawrence Villarde says, Awesome. Thanks for doing this episode. I loved this album so much. You are welcome, Jeremy. Todd Anderson says, great album. In Metal Edge magazine, if I remember correctly, there was an ad to send your address and postage to get this promotional package from Downset. Had no idea who they were. I sent it in because it looked cool. Perfect reason to mail in for anything. You got a 7-inch, a cassette single, some postcards, and a sticker. To promote the first full length, to promote the first full length, was hooked, but I like Do We Speak a lot better. The third album, Check Your People, was okay. It's been so long since I've listened to that one. I can't remember. I remember seeing them on the OzFest tour and was stoked for that. Wish I could have seen them in the club. There you go. And finally, Elric Everett says, These guys toured in early 2001 with Factory 81, Relative Ash, and E-Town Concrete. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? I'd like to. I'd like to. <sighs> I'd like to. I mean, you get those boys in Factory 81. You get those boys in E-Town Concrete. Then you got our boys in Relative Ash. Oh, boy. That's new metal ooze, too. That's new. That's... That is- a lot of different, a lot of different oozes so far. Oh, we haven't definitely. even started listening to the album. <laughs> no, it's already disgusting. Oh boy! And um, thank you everybody for that feedback on that. And uh, finally, we're getting close, but we're not quite through it yet. For another selection from Andrew Wolf's Rochamendations. Rochamendations. We've been going through this list all summer, just listening to these rippers. 
We've got a few left. Jenny, almost done with this list. What are we listening to this week? This week, we are listening to a band called Gideon and their song, Sleep. First comment, new metal in 2019. Gotta love it. Oh, here we go. Another recommendation. Wow, that's a fucking ripper. <laughs> that's a fucking ripper right there. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. Does he say Mama didn't raise no bitch early on? Is that what he says early on? I couldn't. I couldn't understand. He says but... a lot. Oh, Jenny, what'd you think of that one? I. Would love to learn more. I'd love to learn more. Oh boy, that's a uh, another gift, Matt. Matt, are you getting a, a Gideon tattoo this weekend? Are, are you gonna just break quarantine, just get some ink? <laughs> yep, just go right there, mask off, put it on my face. <laughs> oh wow, Matt's first tat is on his face. No one go big no or go ever... home. That's right, Matt's like, listen, am I a real dude or am I a fucking poser? Right across the bridge of my nose, baby. Gideon. Who's Gideon? I heard one song. It was hot. Put it across my nose. (laughs) Wow. Wow. Well, thank you for that. That was hot. We still got a few left. And that is it for who's tweeting. Keep on sending your feedback, your emails, your suggestions. Roachcoachpodcast at gmail.com. Of course, you can also say hi on all our social medias. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We're Roach Coach on all of those. And now it is time for the album of the week, Lost and Found by Mudvayne. Jenny, when did this album come out? This album was released on April 12th, 2005. Uh, that would be the come down. Indeed the come down. Indeed the come down. And uh, Jenny, we'll start with you. History with, real quick with Mudvayne and then history with Lost and Found. Mudvayne, I knew their first album a little bit just kind of the the radio songs I liked dig but I didn't really ever get into them at the time um lost and found specifically I don't remember hearing any of these songs but I do remember this album artwork uh and that is me how about you Lauren yeah, so I uh, I was a big fan of the first Mudvayne record. I believe the first two Mudvayne records are both in the canon. Yeah, I believe that to be correct. Yeah, and uh, but I, I remember at this point, I definitely was not on board with Mudvayne anymore. And I'm fairly certain, though, I'd seen some pictures, and I was like, oh, they got they got rid of all the makeup and all the all the crazy 
things they were doing and they're just dudes now seems like a seems like a step back like what what happened they lost their nerve because i mean 2004 slipknot they were like um the masks still on and we made better ones newer ones looks like Corey's jaws falling off but not for mudvayne mudvayne decided we're just gonna focus on the tunes not so much in the theatrics. So yeah, I wasn't, uh, yeah, I, I can also say I had not heard any of these songs prior to listening to this album for the show. Matt, history with Mudvayne and with Lost and Found. Uh, Mudvayne, I mean, the dig video, when I first saw that, I was like, what's happening? Didn't really give the first album a chance when we listened to it. Remember being very impressed and liking it a lot in the second record as well. But the third record, uh, I I did not listen to. Okay. Jenny, who's in Mudvayne on this album? On this album, we've got Chad Gray on vocals, Greg Tribbett on guitars and vocals, Matthew McDonough on drums, and Ryan Martin on bass. Ryan Martin's a badass. He really is. It might be We're... Ryan Martini. I might be mispronouncing that doesn't matter to me (laughs) and i just want to own that it's not my family he's not my family but your family great bass player and uh however you pronounce your last name you really slap that bass so (laughs) take that bro Bro, you really slap that bass oh boy (laughs) he really does i forgot everything (laughs) jenny's losing it um Well, Jenny, before you lose it, can you hit us with these genre tags? I sure can. The genre tags on this record are alternative metal, new metal, and hard rock. Okay, so new metal is down in second place behind the alternative metal label. This was released on Epic Records. Jenny, I believe we've heard this producer before. Yes, the producer is Dave Fortman, and we probably know him best for his work with Evanescence. He produced Fallen uh, in the Open Door. Also, he produced Slipknot, All Hope is Gone. We haven't done All Hope is Gone yet, have we? No, no. that's the next one we would do. Okay. Yeah, so we haven't done that one yet. Oh, I, I like it. You go to his Wikipedia, and it's like selected discography, and basically you just list the records that are platinum. And you know what? Real, recognize real. That's flex. how I do it too. Flex on the flex it, flex it. Yeah. So yeah, as Jenny said, um, those he also did Godsmack's The Oracle and Godsmack's One Thousand Horsepower record, gold records, gold records. That's what my man's doing. We got a pro behind the boards here, Fortman. We got Fortman. Can't lose with Fortman. I think that's probably what they said. This record was very successful. How successful? The most successful Mudvayne record. This is how I know that to be emphatically true. Number one spot for most listened to is not Dig. It's a track off of this record. Ooh. Mm. Well, there you have it. This record sold 100,000 copies in its first week of release. It went gold shortly thereafter. It as of August 2014, has sold one million copies. That's right, million with an M. Very impressive. This this was honestly one of the most surprising stats when I looked this record up. Because a lot of the bands that we've covered by record three, things aren't looking great. The gas tank? Running empty. Yeah. Fumes. I did not know that Mudvayne basically followed 
the corn limp biscuit arc with third record being the biggest one yeah i i didn't realize we were stumbling into a hit i was like yeah yeah let's let's uh revisit mudvayne i didn't know i didn't know we were approaching greatness we did not know little backstory on the creation of this record mudvayne were on the summer sanitarium tour in 2003 after getting off that tour they spent the holidays recuperating because that's what you do when you get off tour with metallica baby you don't relax you recuperate they chose dave fortman to produce because they felt he could combine the band's extreme elements chad had this to say says we've been extremely fortunate to work with some amazing producers garth richardson captured the band's raw energy on the first record and david bottrell gave our music a three-dimensional quality on the second record for this record we asked dave fortman to produce because we wanted someone who could bring both of those elements together into a sound that's brutal and beautiful wow there's a little bit more fortman in pre-production spent time with the band working with them to mold them and grace said i found that those first few days are the most important when it comes to setting the album's tone and challenging the band about their goals and fine-tuning the arrangements for maximum emotional impact who the fuck is this guy ross robinson that sounds like some raw shit right there fortman over there sitting down with the boys and mudvane going yeah yeah I know you got some rippers. I know you got some rippers in those pants. I know it. But you got any emotion? Mm. You got any feelings? Because I can't feel it through this glass. And he points at the glass that's in the studio. That's the glass I'm talking about. He goes, if I can't feel it through this glass, I might just break it and grab it. This is all hypotheticals. I've never met the man. (laughs) But that's the feeling I got when I read this. And... You, we're we're, we're going to get into it. We're going to get into it. I, I feel like, I don't know. I feel like, Jenny, am I like inhabiting this record too hard already? Because no. I've been live listening to it record. for a Live in the record. Just inhabit it. Live where you now live. The, You're fine. You. Now, Jenny, the thing that, so this was all about surprises. I come in, I find out this record is massively successful. The most successful Mudbane record. Also, let's also point out, it is a million selling copy in the come down. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Quite an achievement. But reviews, mixed. <laughs> yes, that is true. I mean, Rolling Stone called the album syncopated sludge that will connect only with aging burnouts and the angriest of young'uns. I don't want to spoil anything, but they might have been right. And I know which category I am. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Billboard magazine wrote, this album, while not terrible, not very memorable either. <laughs> Pop Matters gave the album a negative review and said, Lost and Found is ultimately a pointless album, one that might have sold well six years ago, but comes across as drab and hopelessly passe today. My man at Pop Matters, take a look at the leaderboard. Yeah, Entertainment Weekly was a bit more kind. They said, weaving crystallized melodies into their signature rage clusters, the metalheads dip a toe in clearer waters without losing any of the grime. You fucking know. Fortman was like, I better see some rage clusters or nobody goes home. Uh, I ordered rage clusters. Thank you very much. (laughs) That's good granola. 
indeed. And you know, we, there's some there's some awards or some nominations that come up. But either way, yes, this album was mixed uh, met with mixed reviews, but ultimately a big old seller. Well, I am amped, excited. Oh, oh, one more thing to talk about. I have a physical copy of this album. I picked it up, and this is where things get a little hinky, you guys. I picked it up from a local boy. 13 floor records over here in town and i paid ten dollars for it Mm. which is a little high but it was a brand new copy however when i got it home and i took out the liner notes i found them to be unreadable Unreadable. because of a printing error that makes everything look like it's covered in distortion and at first i thought it was a stylistic choice to print all of your credits and thank yous and lyrics and make them unreadable like your Max Cavalera or something like that. But then I went on Discogs and found that, no, I just got a fucked up version. <laughs> wow. Sorry about your luck. <sighs> really? Let me tell you. That was uh, that was a bit of a disappointment. So then uh, I had to go online and look at some of those liner notes, um, which really are literally just the lyrics and some thank yous. So you know what? You win some, you lose some. But keeping those local record stores alive, that's what you got to do, you guys. So... That's all I have to say about that physical copy of the album. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) All right. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. First track on this album is called Determined. Wow. It activated. If I may read from my notes, hot, open. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I put this on and I went, oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) Let me catch my breath. First songs, 30 seconds. Um, Jesus Christ, screaming, riffing, chug, yelling, fucking determined, yelling, go. We got some new metal math in here, fucking inch, because I'm bringing a mile. This is how it's done. Thank you, Mudvayne. Jenny, thoughts and determined. I couldn't agree more. Uh, loved it. I was very excited to hear this. Uh, my first listen of this was uh, on a jog, and I'll tell you, good jogging song. Putting good jogging that song. Pep- in your step. You know what? The last time I listened to this, I went for a fourth listen on a jog again. Full Ooh. circle. Four listens. Four listens. Five if you count the vid. I listened Ooh. to this song several times. Oh, boy. Well, we'll talk about that in a second, Matt. Your feelings undetermined. Hot open. Crushing riffs. I mean, I'm fucking determined. Love it. 
It's great. Incredible shit. Actually, before we get to the music video, Matt, if you can go to two minutes so we can hear a little bit more new metal math. Okay, here we go. Two minutes in. And... One, two, three, go. One, two, three, go. Incredible. And it's very fast when he does it, especially in the video. Let's talk, Jenny, let's talk about this video. So this is, you left a, a, an Easter egg for me when you sent the videos. You said, one of them is one of the best videos I've ever seen. One of them I absolutely hate. So watching these, I was like, which is which? This video is so good. And at first I thought, this video is this video's not going to be anything. It's not, it's not going to be anything. But then, because it's just them performing the song in the studio. And when they're in the studio, they're seated. You know, they're just you know, trying to get the best performance. So like, Martini's playing bass on the sofa. Chad's in the booth being comfortable. But then it cuts to the band performing the song, not in a stadium, not in an amphitheater, in a club, tight club. Think Clutch Cargo size. Think St. Andrew's Hall if you're local Detroit. And they got the Mudvayne faithful in droves, ripping it up. The band is crushing it. And this is also the band performing no makeup, no weird. They're just performing as real dudes. And then we go to this pit, a positive pit. A supportive pit. Yes, Pe- picking people up when they get knocked down. <laughs> Number Emphasis. one rule. They, this video makes a point to show the support, the energy coupled with this song. This is how you do a live performance video. Tremendous stuff combined with this song, which I'm going to say it, possibly one of the best songs I've ever heard in my entire life. It, what a what a What a way to go. What a wow. way to go. Wow, wow, what a way wow, to go. wow, wow, wow. Wow, wow, wee wow. I, I and, knew that you would like this video. You love a, a good performance uh, intercut video. Uh, it really did the stuff. And and then and then I went over to songmeanings.com. Lord. Everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Just Are we sit ready? down. No. Sit. No, never. Never oh boy. Oh boy. It gets messy over at songmeanings.com. It really does. Yeah, and there's no, you know, we've done some episodes lately where there's like a through line for arguments, so maybe there's just like, you know, perhaps a, a lot of questions and a band's potential, you know, and you can follow <laughs> that through. But we're dealing with Mudvayne in this record. There's no through line. Absolute it's chaos. Chaos from beginning to end. Chaos um, and hate. <laughs> so much hate. <laughs> So this thread is notable for having someone claiming to be Cud, back when uh, Mudvayne did code names, claiming to be Cud, and everyone going, "Yeah, right, yeah, you're Cud," but also sort of, kind of hoping it is. Like they're all like, "Yeah, sure, yeah, right." Unless you, but are you? Are you? You're not. It's it's just not. It's not fucking Cud. It's not Cud, right? But it could be. So you have that. Yeah. 
anybody create an account so uh jenny did you did you have a, a one comment or two in particular that really resonated with you i had one comment that i liked because it cut through all the bullshit and had its own point of view mm. that's from commenter 987654 and the comment is I'm going to listen to this song before every football game for the rest of my life. It's awesome. <laughs> Determination. Um, and the, when I, when my, my youngest brother is about eight years younger than me and he was a football player, very athletic young man. And he, when we moved out of the house, he was in high school. He set up a weight room in my old bedroom and he put up a big sign it said determination, but he got a couple of letters flipped around when he was putting it up. <laughs> so it said determination, and it was just—it <laughs> was he—he's very—he's a very smart young man too. But it was just like amazing to see a bunch of weights and determination, and so this really made me think of my sweet younger brother. Uh, who I love a whole lot. So thank you, commenter987654. Beautiful work. Uh, there were a couple I liked. Uh, this one from Brenster, I thought really did it did it right. He said, fucking... Oh, I'm sorry. I'm not going to read that part. He basically called them... <laughs> I thought that was a different word. I was like, woo, we're going for I'm it. Not, I'm not going to read that one. He said, he called some people some fucking something. He says, it's about belief in yourself, confidence, and determination. People must get fucking constipated. They show themselves out instead of living in a world of shit whore. It's about bringing that inch further to control yourself, in my opinion, to the lyrics, and not fucking care about people telling you stuff like ignorance. And I was like, that was one hell of a trip. <laughs> so then, so Corny rolled in and being supportive says, not put exactly how I would have written it, but gets to the point and is true. Thank you, so Corny, for saying that. And, uh, and then the other comment I really enjoyed was from commenter Slit Wrist. This song rocks. Commercial, true, but it's brought out the juice out of Mudvayne's style. It's all about standing up for no reason but determination itself. This song is a manifestation of the curious style that Mudvayne employs on its LD50 style and the end of everything to come. I wouldn't regard it as a commercial version. It's their finest work. I see great potential in this song. If there are any losers who still think it's too commercial for their tastes, then before you face me, do me a favor. Slit your wrists and die. So speak, Slit Wrists. Wow. wow. You know, there was one more comment that I liked. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's from Macton, and it says, I'm glad I have the need for speed version. It's the radio edit. <laughs> <laughs> so... What did they replace fucking with in that one? So very determined. Maybe. Or just uh, so determined. Absolutely <laughs> determined. Just determined. Just determined. Oh, All right. All right. Crack up one. Next. I'm dripping in sweat. Okay. Yes, yes. Up next, we've got Pushing Through. Sorry, selfish and sore. 
here in the studio with Mudvayne. You're Dave Fortman. You're platinum man. That's just what you do. You make platinum records. You say, hey, Chad. Track two. You can't, you can't start soft. I need heat in these first four lines. I want to feel it through this glass, all right? I want you to forget the glass is here. That's what he's saying. I want to give it, give me that heat. Jenny, these first four lyrics. Mm. Rip the womb, feeling so sorry, selfish, and sore. Wish I wasn't born. <laughs> born. <laughs> Oh, uh, wish I wasn't born. Oh my God, how many times did I yell that at my parents? <laughs> Countless times. Uh, so Jenny, you're saying that Rolling Stone review nailed it. Yeah, I mean, I didn't realize it. I By the time this came out, I was definitely a little too old for that. I was 21, so I don't. I wasn't yelling that at my parents anymore, but... You put this in in 14-year-old Jenny Bloomer's hands and, you know, it'll resonate. And hey, 35-year-old me likes it too. There you have it. This thing, we've got, I wrote Hot Riff and Chug. Wish I wasn't born. I wrote it down because you you never forget it when it hits you. It feels, here's the thing. As you said, Jenny, you were saying that for years and years before this record was ever written. Mm-hmm. But when Chad says it here, for a quick second, I went, is that where this is from? It feels <laughs> definitive. It feels like all other wish I was never born, fish I wasn't born. But then Chad's like, let me mint this. Let me trademark it. Let me get some residuals on this now. I'm making this mine. That was my feeling on this one. He could have smoothed it out and he didn't on the chorus. Incredible kick drum. They eventually do a little bit of smooth boy vocal. But uh, they keep it. They keep it later in there, and and for all the talk, and there's a little bit of talk about this being more of a radio record for Mudvayne. Still got a, a little bit of weirdness, still a little bit of progginess going on, which I appreciated. So I thought it was hot. I thought it was great. Matt Nas. I mean, dare I say they doing the damn thing <sighs> this early in the record? That's usually us me setting us up for disappointment, but. Uh... I don't think they're going to do that, but I'm I'm down to find out. Real hot stuff. Uh, over on songmeanings.com, a.k.a. chaos.net. Um, <laughs> boy, oh boy. Jenny, where do you want to start with this hellhole? I don't even know. I don't e- You You do it. <laughs> All right. So... Uh, my favorite comment was from Sorty Lagos, who says, It sounds to me like the people around him are dragging him down and he wants no more of it. The killing is over, meaning he won't be killed by them emotionally anymore. He mentions maybe some resonating damage from his parents or parent who deserted him, deserted the seed, you've buried the bottle. He may also have been abused as a child from the lines directly before. It's a great Mudvayne song, kind of inspiring in times of sadness. Mm. All right. Mm -hmm. I'm ready. Let's do it. Up next, we've got the song Happy. (laughs) 
Texas homework That is me The dead are rolling over And that's Shoveled over shoulders Jenny, we'll start with you. Did happy make you happy? So I've got to say this song for me didn't hit the spot in quite the way the first two tracks of this record did. Um, I still liked it. This definitely felt more like a radio song, which is true. I still liked it, but... I don't know. Those first two tracks were just my speed, I think, a little bit more. Uh, Lauren, what did you think? I agree. It's got a big riff, but it's definitely plain to uh, to the cheap sheet. Uh, to the cheap sheets. Not to the cheap sheets. <laughs> oh, That's those cheap thread. sheets. Those oh. low, low thread count. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, but to the, to the cheap seats and, uh, you know, to radio with the smooth vocal. I thought it was good, but it really... It did hit me on my third listen. This is a little butt rock, this one. Oh, um, we, yeah, whoa. I guess you're right. This one was a little butt, but not not bad butt necessarily. And when you get into the lyrics, we're still getting some visceral, literal visceral action going on. Uh, we're talking about scars being ripped open, peel me from the skin, tear me from the rind, tear me from the bone, tear Ew. me from myself. Gross. Uh... Ew. Ooh. Ew. It's just guts all over the place. So it and and I I appreciated that while there was a smooth smooth verses, a little bit of a harsh vocal on the chorus. Still keeping I listened to it and I did not feel like I could still hear Mudvane. Could still hear the boys in the vein. Which I appreciated that. Yeah. So it didn't it yeah. And uh but I wanna know. What did Matt Nas think about it? Would you, would you have guessed that this is the number one played Mudvayne song? This is above dig. Wow. So, this song was the theme song of WWE Vengeance. Song is a commercial bumper track for the Jim Rome show and earned the number one Headbangers Ball video of 2005 and the Billboard Monitor's active rock song of the year. And it was the number one Billboard Hot mainstream rock track for a week and was number eight on the Hot Modern Rock Tracks chart. It was featured in the video game MX versus ATV Untamed. I mean, 
this was like that ultimate soundtrack move. Yep. It is a song that I think they need to make for the time that they're in. This is top 100 rock and roll songs in 2005. Foo Fighters, Best of You, Shine Down, Save Me, Nickelback, Photograph, 10 Years, Wasteland, Gorillas, Feel Good, Audio Slave, Be Yourself, Seether, Remedy, Green Day, Holiday, Papa Roach, Scars. Nine Inch Nails, The Hand That Feeds. That seems odd. But that there seems you. like the outlier there, yeah. But this, like, this, this in that mix, it's their number 30. I think they're they're in the mix. Like They're just like... Hey, let, let's get in the mix with the song that's still us at its core, but definitely a lot more melodic, a lot more melodic, definitely in that post-alternative vein. But, guys, but. guys, I got I to gotta point something out. Is that a crack? Is it a man guys, taking a guys, dive? Guys. Is this the case, though, of Mudvayne broadening their audience? Oh, <laughs> damn it is. All right. Are you telling me? <laughs> you telling, telling me? me? You're telling me that the panties wouldn't drop? Happy? Yes, happy? I am. Question happy? mark? Question you always got to ask. Is she is happy? Is this cool? We cool? She, are we cool? Are you happy? If she you says, happy? If she just says yes. You know that's wrong. Mm-mm. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, you got to check in. You got to make sure that there ain't no question mark. It needs to be either an exclamation point or a period or an Oxford comma. <laughs> you, <laughs> you mean to tell me. I don't need to tell you nothing, but you can tell me what you're going to tell me. Mudvayne was sitting around going... How could we get some pussies wet? <laughs> Is that what they were doing? Are they sitting around there being like, "Hey"? I know. I don't know. I don't know if this is actually true. But what I heard was they were sitting in the uh, the studio. I think they call it. They had a whiteboard and they wrote down ideas for getting the pussy wet. <laughs> They they were on the WAP before it was a song, baby. My my nephew. My, my nephew used to uh, work for Expo, the dry erase marker company. He told me he used to deliver just uh, boxes, like 12 packs, because these guys were going through the Expo so fast, just writing down ideas to get uh, pussies wet. Uh, I uh, My nephew's uh, also into Expo dry erase markers, but strictly for sniffing them. Strictly for Strix, the high. He's huffing. He's hey. strict hops. Strick huffs. Strick huffs. Is this uh... a broad in your audience play? Probably. Hmm. I feel like it. It's got to be. It's got to be. I mean, for one, it created 63 comments on songmeanings.com. Three, sh- six short of being funny. <laughs> I can't do math. <laughs> like... Let me tell you. There's a bunch. I, I When I do my notes, a little peek behind the curtain, I will go through songmeanings.com and I will write down a couple of the ones that I like and the one that I really like, I'll put a little star next to it. And then depending on how time and the conversation goes, I'll, I'll, my, I'll definitely read the one with the star and then I'll leave the other two if I don't need them or what have you. I wrote down four for this 
and I gave stars to three of them. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so first, we've got a returning commenter. I never thought we'd see this guy again. If you were to say his name without, without you know, if you'd hear me say it, his name is Lyricist. But uh, if you remember him from a few episodes ago, he wanted to get elaborate with his spelling. And so it looks like his name is Lur Racist. And <laughs> oh, Lurracist! Lurracist! Lurracist uh, is back. They're back. And they said, this song's not about drugs at all. In fact, in an interview with Mudvayne about the new album and the quote-unquote reinventing of the band, they clearly state that they have turned over a new leaf. No face paint, no gimmicks, and no drugs. Instead, concentrating on their music and giving their all to their fans. This song's pretty simple. It's about someone being vindictive, about them pushing and pulling someone around until their breaking point, and then rhetorically asking, are you happy with what you've done? It seems to be a very angry song, no about written out of hatred from a destroyed relationship. Either way, this song fucking rips as do Mudvayne. So I thought, okay, fair enough. But then things take a turn. As they always do with the 63 comment thread on songmeanings.com. And Jenny, I'm sure you saw this comment from Music Fanatic and you knew that things were afoot. Yes, that's true. This comment says his voice is so fucking hot in this song. Matt, are you putting happy on a sex playlist? <laughs> no. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> well, I hate this, to break this it to seems you. a little too. Like, <laughs> now, let's remove me from the context of this romantic interlude. You, you, you. I looking, refuse to, but continue. <laughs> you're looking at the movie screen. You've got two lovers up there. They're getting hot and heavy, and then happy question mark comes on, and they're neither of them stops and goes, "What is this?" They both go, "Yeah, I'm into it." No, no, no sex playlist. Matt, what you are positing is that what needs to be done is someone needs to go back and do a fan edit of the movie Jerry Maguire (laughs) in which the brother character gives a tape to Jerry Maguire to listen to while he has sex with Renee Zellweger. However, instead of espousing the great importance of the jazz that he's listening to, he instead says... This is Mudvayne's Lost and Found. Their most successful record. <laughs> By track three, it's fucking over for these hoes. Put this on <laughs> and get ready. Dropped. <laughs> and then... You had me, this, at, you had me well, at lost. As this song is playing, and Tom Cruise and Renee Zellweger are rolling around on the ground, Tom Cruise will look at Renee Zellweger and go, What is this music? <laughs> Which is true. So it happens in the movie. Jerry Maguire, it's a classic. Go rent it. So, Jenny, we see this. We see mm. this and we go, oh, no. Is this an aberration? Or is mm. this a collective feeling? <sighs> well, it's it starts. This starts and my God. I don't know. Lauren, where do you want to go? Because we really get a lot of agreement here. We get a lot of agreement here. I felt the most representative of this feeling is from Brooke Lynn, who said, Mudvayne fan 003, you rock. Finally, someone got the lyrics right. Ha ha. 
Anyways, I just wanted to say that I love this song. It rocks. It's one of the best on the new CD. Everyone should go buy it because it rules. The best album they've put out so far. And to add on to this song, Happy, it means the same to me as everyone else. He's been brought down by someone or something. Doesn't matter if it's drugs or a relationship. And he's sick of it. It relates to anyone in some way. Oh, BTW, I love his voice. So sexy. Such a turn on. Everything about Mudvayne is a turn on. <laughs> Everything, Matt. Wow. Name Everything. A thi- name anything about Mudvayne, Matt. Anything. Anything you want to say about <laughs> Just Mudvayne. From name what are you seeing in our backgrounds? Pick from the uh, backgrounds. Goggles. <laughs> yes. Turn on. Uh, fur coats. Turn on. Turn on. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Hoodies. Ooh. <laughs> oh boy, let me tell you. <laughs> let me tell you. It got out of hand in this comment section and I'm never going to be the same again. Ever again. Finally, let's talk about the music video, Jenny. <laughs> Oh, yeah. It actually, uh, for a moment, reminded me a lot of my uh, a wedding day because it starts off in a field. It's pretty nice out, having a fine time, and then a storm just happens very quickly. Same thing happened on my, my wedding day. Uh, but yeah, then there's a tornado. Everyone makes it out okay. Very green screened. That is different from my wedding. <laughs> No green screen there, which, you know, it's... may have been a miss in retrospect. <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> might have wanted to. Yeah, just uh, green screened in all that beautiful background. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this one also really felt, uh, this was the second single from the album, Determined was the first single. And this one, the, the, the band is wearing normal clothes. They're just dudes rocking in a field. And it does, it does feel like a real strong establishment of who Mudvayne is, but that Mudvayne, they're legit. No gimmicks. We're a band. We're musicians. We're here to rock, and we want to know, are you happy now? Mm. Sploosh, you know. Sploosh. Sploosh, it seems. Oh, boy. We're only three tracks in. I'm drenched in sweat. Yes. All right. Let's let's keep keep going. going. Up next, we've got IMN. It's a quiet storm at the top? Yes. Yes, ma'am.
Mudvayne's in the studio. Fortman behind the boards. He said, listen, you guys. Songs coming together great. I got one note. And that note is, I don't want any subtext. Straight (laughs) text. All right? I don't want any confusion on what this song's about. And Chad goes, Fortman, I'm on you. I got it. I got it. And indeed, the first word of the song is screamed suicide. And I was like, okay, don't need song meetings for this one, I guess. Everything's cut and dry for me. Uh, This one, this I feel harkens back to LD50. This thing is beeping and bopping, time signature changing. I got to tell you, you listen to Happy and you think, oh boy, are, are, are my boys smoothing out? Don't worry about it. Back in the saddle. Things are getting wild. They're getting crazy. And also it has the lyric, my world. My rules, fuck you, which I believe is new metal as fuck. I'm pretty sure. I don't think I need to consult any reference guides for that one. Jenny, thoughts on IMN? This is my favorite song on the record. Woo! I love it. I think it's great. Uh, Slow build, and it delivers. The end of this song is just awesome it's just awesome <laughs> i think i have the part that you really like i think i have it i think i have it labeled you, jenny your nose is pouring blood right now <laughs> i am i gotta tell you i am at the end of my rope guys <laughs> this song is just awesome <laughs> guys Wake up and smell the coffee. We got an awesome song here. We got an awesome song here. Oh my god, you're the best. Uh, I I think we know I think we know one of Jenny's favorite parts. It's the all work and no play section. If you go to three minutes, Matt. Yes, you're correct. Three minutes. All right, here we go. Come on. Come it's on. That's so not fair. good. It's so good. Not fair to other bands. They're taking all the good ideas. Oh. <laughs> I mean, you know what? Yeah, yeah. they are. No other band's going to get to make IMN. They ain't. Bruce oh. Springsteen's pissed. <laughs> Springsteen's had it. Oh. <laughs> That's what you I know, was gonna do. You know, Neil Young, furious. Oh, Neil Young can't can't get it together. Brian Wilson. Oh, can forget it. Forget it. They're like Brian. You want to come in, finish Smile? No, I just listened to Lost and Found by Mudvayne, and I'm fucking toast. I was gonna do that. It took all the ideas. <laughs> oh. Oh, no one geez. else has a chance. Nobody's got a fucking chance. <laughs> this this song seriously fucking rules. <laughs> um, songmeanings.com had 30 comments. And 
it seemed like, I mean, it is all chaos. It is all hellish. But I did find two that I liked all the way on the third page of comments, which I normally don't go that deep. But for some reason, like a siren's call, it beckoned me. And like a siren, it did drown me. Uh, <laughs> the commenter is old school punker 23. He said, people on this site love to fucking fight a lot. It's like American pubs, clubs, and bars. But yeah, both I am nothing, it's my noose, and I am in all work as uh, definitions of what the song could be about. Maybe it's just a song to have all those in there. Maybe even that Islamic definition or whatever word can be used too. Mudvayne are highly intelligent people. Intelligent is badly misspelled. And to say that a band with this much intellect, oh, that's also badly misspelled, <laughs> and talent can't have a deeper meaning than what small-minded fucksticks, that is spelled correctly, like we have here posting think, then I'm sure they would have just spelled the word right out. Ladies and gentlemen, that's called a perfect comment. <laughs> That's a very good comment. Very good comment. We have another video. We got a video. Um, basically, they're just showing us how they played this song. Mm-hmm. That's it. Uh, that's it. Uh, the only notable thing, and I think this plays into our theory earlier that everybody was super pissed when they heard this song, is that the guitarist, whose name I do not want to get wrong, the guitarist, Greg Tribbett, has written on his arm the word music and you know what that's the fucking trick right he there. wrote it down <laughs> right you want to remember it write it down everybody should have taken fucking notes you're in the mm -hmm. studio you can't crack it writer's block i don't have the melody i don't got the riff tribbett's over here he's got to look at his arm and go oh yeah that's right what i'm doing right now there you go great work Great, great work. work, great work. All right. Up next, we've got Fall Into Sleep. Dreams of earthquakes, dreams of hurricanes, dreams of pouring rain, dreams of time. Ideas being taken off the table because Mudvayne's using them all, baby. That's a hot chorus. I am here for Radio Mudvayne. I'm going to say it. I'm listening to the radio. 
And they go, we got a new one from Mudvayne. I say, don't touch that dial. I'm taking that hand <laughs> right off. Mm. Huh. Jenny, what'd you think of Falling Asleep? I didn't. I the song is fine. Like I like the song. I I don't have any like major complaints. I just when I know I can have something like IMN or uh, determination, that's what I want. That's gonna be all that I want. So for me, I thought this one was okay as compared to other popular rock songs on the radio at this time. I definitely think this is a lot better, but. I mean, this is just okay for me. I, I still think it's good. It's just not, it did not make me feel excited to hear this song. Matt? I liked it. I didn't love it. I liked the chorus a lot. It's strong. This feels appropriate at this time in the album, though. So I think, you know, they're tracking. They're doing the right moves. So this song, the lyrics, if you haven't caught them, at the top, he says, dreams of earthquakes, dreams of hurricanes, dreams of pouring rain, dreams of tidal waves, dreams of guns blaze, dreams of fire and rage, dreams of swollen graves, dreams of hollow pain. And I wrote my notes, I don't love it when people tell me about their dreams, but I'll allow it here. Because later on in the song, he says, no one cares. And I said, blessed balance. <laughs> He's telling <laughs> us about his dreams, but he ultimately knows... <laughs> no one cares and uh that is uh i like that balance there uh there is some talk in the comments of whether or not this song is about martin luther king's i have a dream speech i don't, <laughs> I don't think, think so, so. No. i no. think we can excuse so. dr martin luther king jr from this comment section <laughs> yeah i don't but think I mean, so, they are taking all of the good ideas <laughs> I don't know if that extends. What? I, look. So, All right. Well, yeah. so so I think I think if this was just a song on the album and nothing more, then maybe you could walk with that for a little bit. You could take that theory and give it a little bit uh, of rope to to exist. But this was the fourth single from the album, which means. It got a video. This is undoubtedly one of the worst music videos I've ever seen. I thought this was going to be the one that you hated. This thing fucking sucks. I cannot believe they approved this to be seen by anybody. Like, if they all sat in a room... And whoever directed this, which I'm not even going to look up. Nope. Just live with that shame. This video, it's an animated video. It's so badly done that I imagine Dire Straits watched this video and went, you sure about this? You right? You right? You sure? This thing, I already said it, it fucking sucks. It is so bad. It's like... They were like, can you make a tool video for us? But all you get is $20 and a half an hour. This, I don't even have, I don't have the words for how much I hate this video. The, the moment it started, I went, terrible character design. What, is, what am I even looking at here? The, the, this is a family? And then there's no sense of scale. This guy 
is eaten by a robot fish, and then suddenly he's small and sucked up by aliens, but also the fish are getting chopped up. I hate this video. It's one of the worst things I've ever seen. How dare you? I have no doubt that it took a great deal of care and energy to make this video. But I watched all of these videos, and I watched them with Sweet Mitchell. And when this one was on, I looked at him and I said, shit Burton, because it was just shitty Tim Burton. (laughs) It looked like Bobo Coraline. Like it was just, it was not good. There were aliens in the fish. I said, hey, Mitch, unidentified fish object, right? (laughs) He's not speaking to me. It's fair. (laughs) He's got a case for you there. He's got a case for you there. Yeah, Um, it it was not a great, it didn't work, I didn't think. It it was a case of, mom, let's get Coraline, and she's saying we got Coraline at home. (laughs) This is... (laughs) This thing, Matt, I I cannot stress enough how bad this video is. The All shape right. of their fucking heads. Yeah, their heads I mean, are I'm gonna like watch tubes. some of it on mute here. While okay, Matt, Matt's gonna watch a little bit of the video. I, you are so upset about this. All right, the animation has started. The rows of pretty houses. Oh, okay. These people <laughs> definitely was well, so. This was directed by Tim Burton, right? Shit, was, shit, Burton. Shit, Burton. Shit, shit, Burton. Okay. Shit Burton. All right, we got the alarm clock going off. We've got the boy with the fishing pole looking at his dad. But hey, the phone's ringing. Oh, bad news, son. Looks like we aren't going fishing today. Why don't you go into the garage and listen to some mud vein oh the bathroom or your bedroom all right this is a this is awful (laughs) it's the worst thing you've ever seen matt isn't it no i mean you've seen worse but they his dad is definitely a dildo head like yes (laughs) yes like a hundred percent Put some battery, like he has dilled dad. <laughs> he's a dill dad, and dill he's dad. oh my god, is he having? He's having his attack now. Now he is he on PCP? What's going on with this guy? Okay, yeah, yeah, no, it's a bad video. All right, movie not. I hated it. I hated it. I don't want anything. I mean, I just wanna. I just wanna believe that I can forget it ever existed. That is all I hope. The thing about it that actually made me feel a little bit sad was how much I disliked it with the full knowledge that it did take time and effort and skill to make. <laughs> but I don't this know. look, I mean, I'm, I'm still watching it because a giant mechanical fish just ate Dildad. How is any of this cogent? Like, how does this track with this song at all? This is loosely the dream, the dream thing. Yeah, it turns out being eaten by the robotic fish and being taken up into space with, you know, bargain basement tool aliens is all a dream. I was thinking tool video as well. Like it's not. It looks like they're going for a tool feel. 
Yeah. This is just bad. Guys, yeah. don't watch this video. I really, I need to issue a correction though, because at the end we do pan over to the uh, household pet fish. There is a little alien in the fish's eye. So, was it all a dream? Check your beta fishes at home, everybody. <laughs> you know what? I, you know, I can tell you, Jenny, when they showed that alien in the fish's eye, I was like, "You would do that. You would do that." Oh God, mm. I hate this video. Mm-hmm. It was like a real. It was a real like head turn, like eyebrow raise at the end. Like, well, well, hmm. Mm? Is it just a fish, or is it something more? This this looks like somebody watched an In the Mind's Eye video and then was like, I can do that. And they were like, great, make our video. I mean, we're going to yeah. find out this was like, I don't know, Oh, Tribbett's kid or something <laughs> like that. This is coming back it. for us. As soon oh, yeah. as I started going in on it, I was like, I don't have any information about the genesis of this video, and it's gonna be so heartwarming. That easily, mean, that easily means fan made. Make a wish. Oh, oh, like, definitely. Whoever made this is very, very dead. <laughs> like, and in a tragic way, that's gonna make us feel bad. There's no way around it. We've been too mean with no information. We've, been too mean. <laughs> We've looked up nothing on this no. video. No, 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 not a thing. And we aren't about to start. We are fucking Mm-mm. up. And we just, the hole we're digging, it's oh, yeah. continuing. Yep, absolutely. All right, enough about that. We got to keep this bad boy going. All right, up next, we've got Rain, Sun, Gone. Once again, I feel like they're channeling the LD50 vibes on this one, and I am here for it. Jenny, thoughts on run, rain, run, rain, sun, gone? I agree. Every time this album dipped into something that wasn't quite my speed, it came right back out. Uh, this was another example of that. I liked this song quite a bit. Matt, what did you think? I, I, I feel like we're in the... Um... I mean, we're pretty much right at the halfway point of this record, and we're kind of getting into very serviceable but not standout tracks. This is good yeah. stuff, but it's not whoa stuff like I had in the first four tracks. Yeah, I would agree. 
So I have some news from songmeanings.com (laughs) based on our previous uh, conversation. I feel slightly worried. Mudvayne fan 66 says in an interview, Chad said this song was about a friend of the band who died. Oh, man. And then Psykill says, yeah, I think this is about the death of another as well. Good song. Fingies crossed. So we're not talking about whoever made that video. Hope not. Yeah, this one, I wrote that it kind of feels chaotic. I am here for it. I, I see what you guys mean about it being not as strong as the other ones, but it makes sense for me as a mid-album song. And it does feel like a nice counterpoint, like sequencing-wise, that we get something a little more smoothed out for the radio, then follow it up with something for something for the hardcores. And I appreciated it. The one comment I picked out from songmeanings.com was from Megatallica09, who said, this song fucking rocks, Mudvayne rules, fuck yeah, this is a workout song, no doubt, bitches. And you know what? I could, I can definitely imagine this in a weight room. Oh, yeah. 100%. Just imagine those, those weights clinking and clanking away. Clink. Clank. 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 <laughs> That's exactly what it sounds like in a weight room. (laughs) (laughs) We spend all of our time doing curls for the girls and lifts for the hips. Yep. That's right. That's right. Ah, yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, I don't know. I think I like this one a little bit more than you guys. I mean, hot kick drums. Hot kick drums. Hey. Can't stop a hot kick drum. Uh, but now we're about to listen to the song that I have been eagerly awaiting to talk about since I first heard It's Beautiful Noise. All right. Up next, we've got Choices. Let's talk about it. Oh, man. Let's hear it a couple more times, man. Oh, I don't know if I can take it. All right. Here you go. Two thousand five, wild times. Your prince, rest in peace. But still going strong in two thousand five. And you're like, 
I still got it in me. I'm gonna I'm gonna drop something hot. And somebody comes in and it goes, Prince, I hate to make eye contact with you and break our sacred rules, but you gotta hear what fucking Mudvayne just did. <laughs> they took all the good ideas. And he uh. goes, Did they? And he goes, I think they did. And they heard that eeny meeny miny mo, and Prince went. <sighs> <laughs> He got mad. I got to tell you, that is, this song is called Choices. (laughs) That is the choice. And they, I mean, that's like run through the whole song. What a move. Yeah. What a move. What a move. And it's their longest ever song. Mm -hmm. This is eight minutes and five seconds. This is the, yeah, this goes down on record as being Mudvayne's longest song. Woof. It's a political song. I think it might be talking to some sheeple. I think it just might be. Mm, Is it knocking on their doors? Because it's time to wake up. Indeed. A simple man on songmeanings.com said, This song is one of my favorites. I really like it. I think it's his thoughts on the social and political situation right now in America about how both the laws and society don't let you choose what you want to do. You can't smoke pot. You shouldn't even smoke cigarettes. You can't do anything without being judged by either the law or society in some way. Eeny, meeny, miny, mo. I think represents how society chooses groups to be picked on. It could be about how the government makes laws, how the president has chosen, a number of things. So, yeah. The great things about bands like Mudvayne is that you have the ability to interpret the song any way you like. The way I like to think about it is far from what I believe the actual meaning is, but that's what music is all about, how you interpret it and how it makes you feel. In other words, how do you feel about this song? Is simple as eeny, meeny, miny, mo. Mm. Also, in a <laughs> wonderful bit of coincidence and serendipity, my son discovered eeny, meeny, miny, mo just this past week. Unrelated to this album. He did not hear this album in any capacity. And that is how we are picking out pajamas and shirts and underpants every day now you guys but the trick is is that no matter what he lands on sometimes he'll pick a different one anyway <laughs> even that's not how any meeny money mo worked out wow kids. kids i know uh jenny what do you think about choices um i mean the eeny meeny miny mo to me is very new metal whenever i hear uh the the children whenever the chills are brought in i know it's a new metal song this song actually like as it goes on it's really weird and interesting and i do like it yeah i mean it's not one of it's not one of my favorites but i think it's a good song i think it's really interesting how well this record sold based on how balanced it feels to me between radio songs and things that sound very mudvayne to me i guess like when they talk about wanting to bring in that balance of of who they are and then also some of that smoothness it does seem like they're achieving the goal that they set out with uh, as we talked about it at the top of the episode yeah i mean i, th- I think they're kind of nailing it i think they're kind of nailing the balance i don't i mean for whatever we think about the smoothed out smooth boys that are for radio they're not stinkers like we said we're not we're not kicking them out of bed. We're not changing the dial. We're acknowledging 
the attempt, and really the attempt is successful. I think they nailed it. Matt, any additional thoughts on choices? Uh, if I had a choice, I would not hear that one again. <laughs> well, Matt, Flipper GV has some words for you. I'm ready. Yo, yo, oh. this is the best song on the album, man. Mm-hmm. You ain't a real Mudvayne fan if you can't consider the complexity of this song. Anyways, it's about politics, first Mudvayne politics song, and how they're disappointed of their government and world politics situation. It's never the fault of nobody, who, so who is the bad one that we have Oh, blame? That's pretty This the meaning of the song. Any meaning, Marnie Moe, is like the way the president is selected. You damn right, Flipper GV, you damn right. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. I'm ready. I'm ready. All right. Up next, we've got Forget to Remember. Oh, from Saw 2 original soundtrack? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. This one felt pretty butt to me. I mean, it's in the Saw movies. It is. Yeah, so I, yeah, this one, it's the third single. Yeah, this one really didn't do much for me. I mean, I was glad that he still stuck with the scream and still we still get the mud vein that we know mixed in with the smoothed out for the radio. But this one, not my favorite. Not my favorite. A little. I mean, I guess I shouldn't be surprised. I actually am not really surprised by any of the choices for singles here because they seem like they did what they were supposed to do. I mean, leading off with Determined as the sort of promo first single feels like, okay, hey, Mudvayne Hardcores, we're back. We're a little smoother, but we're still crushing. And then they drop Happy as the second single, and it's like, hey, everybody else has been curious about us, but we've been a little too hard. We smoothed it out for you a little bit. And those people were like, finally for me and so it worked it worked i get it but this one i get it but it's not for me jenny yeah uh i feel similarly i think the saw universe isn't really for me either one of the things they talk about 
Matt. <laughs> We're on the same page. I like, I don't know. It's just not, it's just not my thing. But um, something funny about this is that apparently when they were mixing this record with Mudvayne was, they would go to uh, Bob's Big Boy every day before they went to mix and uh, they overheard somebody say, and then he's got to cut his own eye out. And then that was it. And then years later, uh, they met up with the director of this film and he showed them a scene of a guy having to cut his own eye out to get a key that was behind his eye for some reason that I'm sure makes sense if you've seen all the Saw movies. You're like, that's what he does. <laughs> the weird clown man <laughs> who Mitch told me he's not a clown. Well, close enough. Um, but yeah, and then they said, oh man, like, something about Bob's big boy. And the director said, that's where I held all my production meetings. So uh, they heard it. And then years later, it was a single that was featured in Saw 2. The second Saw. The second Saw. So they um, saw James Wan. And James Wan was like, here's that scene from Saw 1. And then they were like, cool. Hey, Darren Lynn Bowsman, <laughs> we want in. Yeah. And he's like, how about... At least four more, and then a bunch of movies that are offshoots of this universe, including one that I went to see as a work Christmas party outing when I worked what? in self storage. Oh my god! My boss was like, "What movie would you want to see?" And I was like, "I don't know. I don't remember what the options were." And I was just like, "Named a movie," and it was not a christmas movie first of all it was it actually was amazing as it was happening i was like oh shit and all of my coworkers started leaving one by one and it was just amazing so thank uh, you thank you saw yeah. universe for that there you go at least something good came out of the saw universe uh the music video for this song a huge missed opportunity here um it starts off with uh, Chad walking down a hallway, very creepy hallway. He hears a noise. He turns around. He doesn't see anything. He turns back around. He is faced by a pig-faced captor of some kind who, who knocks him unconscious, puts him in a room with the other members of Mudvayne. And I thought, oh, shit. Are we going to get like a mini saw? Are the members of Mudvayne going to be forced to cut and murder each other in order to escape? And the answer is surprisingly is no they all their instruments are in there they just play the song i was like jigsaw you're slipping buddy well that's the way that you don't get captured or thrown into whatever happens to get you to saw like if you're in a band you don't get in there well you know what Uh, you know what it is no one ever thought of that counter because what does jigsaw always say when he captures you Play says, me a song. Well, no, he says, <laughs> I'm I want- Jigsaw, and you're not. Riddle me this, Batman. He says, yum, yum, yum. <laughs> I, he says, I would like to play a game. And Mudvayne said, I want to play a song. And he went, oh, I hadn't considered that. And the rest is history. I've seen the first three saws, and people who know me know that I watched some wild films where some wild things happen. After the first, after the third Saw movie, I was like, why am I subjecting myself to this? This is disgusting and no fun. 
And I haven't watched a single one since. Wow. Yeah. It was just gross and unnecessary in ways that I did not expect. I did not enjoy myself. Kind of misery pits, really. That uh, Yeah, I'm not into torture porn movies. They don't have any jokes. Hmm. No. I like Host Hostel's got some jokes. Yeah. I can I can get into like like old gore movies that are just like yeah. very corny and campy. But yeah, this whole saw thing, I don't know. No thanks. I, I no think it's thanks. I think it's coupled with the fact that they're like morality plays, like everyone's like learning like a lesson and oh. it's like get these lessons out of here. <laughs> save it save it i'm talking shit about these movies having not seen a one i was like that's a weird clown man i don't want to watch it oh i well you know i'm just continually day by day becoming more and more of an out of touch dad (laughs) talking about a movie franchise from the aughts yes all right. All right. All right. Let's let's put ourselves out. Let's put ourselves out of this misery of talking about Saw. Up next, we've got TV radio. So this is, uh, I think, pretty clearly a Wake Up Sheeple song. But honestly, that chorus just sounds like an argument between me and my dad in 1995. <laughs> hmm. I don't want to be, I don't want to be, I don't want to be. Turn off the radio, turn off the TV. I don't want to be, I don't want to be, I don't want to. Turn off the radio, turn off the TV. <laughs> Uh, it yeah, I was, this one, I don't know. This is one I feel like if everyone was pissed about Mudvayne stealing all the ideas, they were like, they can keep this one. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wasn't thrilled about this one. Jenny? Yeah, I, I thought this one was okay. Uh, like Matt had said earlier, we're definitely, we're in the, the middle end section here. It feels like it. Not a bad song, but... Nothing for me here, I don't think. Matt? They are consistent. The songs are structured incredibly well. This is not... This. I'm already kind of sold on the record. I really like it. But some of these songs, I'm feeling like, whew, this one's not for me. Songmeanings.com. We've already established. It's chaos. It's bedlam. Mm-hmm. Enter at your own risk. 
Fairy underscore 515 said, this song sucks on the CD, <laughs> but it's just way cool live. They need to make a live version of this song on a live CD or something. It's way better that way. Anyways, the song is about how shitty watching TV is and listening to the radio because it brainwashes us. Why do you think the people that listen to the radio all the time seem to think that A World So Cold is the best song from Mudvayne, which is obviously not if they would actually be hardcore Mudvayne listeners and listen to the great songs on LD50? Why do I love this comment? Because I think it's going to be talking about, he says, the bra- listen, the radio brainwashes us. I'm like, yeah, give me that wake up sheeple talk. And then it turns into a straight up, I'm not here for Mudvayne posers. I'm here for Mudvayne pros. And uh, I, I had to appreciate the pivot. <laughs> Did not see it coming. I was expecting lizard men. I was expecting wake up, steal beams. They can't melt. And this guy's like, what's your favorite Mudvayne song poser? I'll kill you, radio listener. Didn't wow. see it coming. Wow. I tip my hat, my invisible bowler hat, to you. Fairy underscore 515. Jenny, any, any comments to really hit you? No, I think you nailed it there. I think Thank that you. was I think that was just perfect. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Up next, we've got just That would have definitely reactivated a pit. Jenny, thoughts on Just? I liked it. I felt like I had been kind of being dragged through the mud a little bit in those last few songs. So it was nice to feel like I was being pulled out. You got a look on your face, Lauren, and I want to know what you're thinking. (laughs) I wrote in my notes, we got this military drum up top. I was like, we're going to get something here. We're going to get it. It kicks in. I wrote, crush it, boys. I love it. This is that good shit. And then we get the lyric, shut it up, zip it. I need a little time to think. Who hasn't been there? Mm. I thought this was great. Perfect positioning. You need to bring the record back up. Things are getting a little little wonky. Not totally off rails. But we need to bring it back up with a ripper. And this is it. This is I wrote. It's a nice ripper. It's a nice ripper. And you and you and also clear, clear debt to Pantera. In a good way. Mm-hmm. I big fan. Matt, thoughts on just bringing me right back in. Loving this one. Um, it's a ripper. It's 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 a reactivator. I need to get re-energized to take us to the end of this uh, record because I was I was drifting away a little bit songmeanings.com 
I cannot stress it enough. Do not go into this without a buddy. Buddy system every time you visit songmeanings.com. Jenny, this comment from Sick Freak. Help us out. Sick Freak says, it kind of reminds me of having sex with a chick and telling her to fuck off. You can correct me if you want. I'm the same guy who posted on the other one at the same time. I'm kind of drunk at the same time. Good night. Oh, it kind of reminds me of having sex with a prostitute. That was typed like someone was having trouble. Um, Good Lord. There was one more comment on this that I really liked. Okay. Uh, It's from Restlack, and it simply says, I have the perfect music video in mind for this song. Oh, here we go. That's it. That's it? That's it. Does not elaborate. (laughs) (laughs) That's why I love it. It's perfect. That for me is a perfect song meanings comment. You know what? That reminds me of it. I've, I've told this story a few times. I might have told this on the show. It's it's this a moment I will never forget for the rest of my life. My uh, grandfather, many, many years ago, took me to a comic book store with my sister. And it was a comic book store I only went in once and never went to again. It's probably long closed now. And there were three older guys having a serious nerd conversation at the counter. And this was, the I would say, early to mid-90s, so comics are not you know mainstream at all it's total comic book guy from the simpsons and they are having a serious conversation about time travel and time machines and the one guy says to the other guys if i had a time machine i know exactly where i'd go and exactly what i would do and the guy goes where would you go he's like i can't tell you that was like as a kid i'm like this motherfucker i was like 11 years old i was like what bullshit <laughs> bullshit like i can't tell what? you that i can't tell you he if said I, he, if he i told fucking, you i'd have to kill you he was so smug this guy i have never imprinted on my brain things i've forgotten from this time gone forever but i will never forget this motherfucker in the comic book store and you that comment jenny brought me right back mm. uh one other comment i thought this was going to be the comment i think that other one might have taken it but we have to mention it because it doesn't happen too much and matt we'd kind of teased you with this a little bit before we started recording this is from commenter mudvane 99427921 says i'm sure there are some of you who haven't heard of a great philosopher by the name of plato <laughs> But he explains what is just as far as political inquiry and inordinate truths on the means of social corruption. Mudvayne is high on philosophy and utilizes philosophical thoughts and ideas in most or all of their songs. The Republic, written by Plato, seems right up Mudvayne's alley. A little wreck? Hey, you gotta get it. I think it's a wreck. I think it's a wreck. I think they're I think they're trying to get get you to check out some books. And as we know, if you've listened to the other songs on this album, especially something like TV radio, turn off the radio, turn off the TV. Classic Plato shit. Classic. He'd agree. If Plato was alive today, he would say, I love Mudvayne. 100%. There you go. That's true. Mm-hmm. 
All right. Before we get to that next one, I gotta ask how respectful of our time is this album? This album comes in at 53 minutes and 29 seconds. It's right there. It is. Right there. It's right. It's right on the line. It's right on the line. It's right on the line. All right. We've got two tracks left. Let's get to it. Uh, Up next, we've got All That You Are. Stand himself. He understands that all that you are is all you really want to be. Oh no, no. <laughs> Columbia so, TriStar Pictures presents. So, Matt. Oh. Yep. I like that this, you're raising your hand. Well, I mean, I don't know if you can hear me. I um, can hear you. Okay, no problem. Uh, this song actually does not really get started until a minute 30. If I should All right, I'm going to fast forward. Here we go. Minute 30. Let go. Let go of feelings. Let go of compromise. Hollow trunk for shelter. Matt, thoughts on all that you are? I I wouldn't be surprised if that was the last song. Kind of surprised that it's the second to the last song. It's kind of a moody boy, um, a little drawn out. You got that long intro. You know, if it whips up into a cacophony at the end, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, So I'm kind of a little surprised that it's here, the second to last track could see this being a good driving song i did drive and listen to this album and it's a good driving song it's a good driving album you're just rocking the whole time and even this one once again you get into that chorus he's still got it he's still bringing that heat and i appreciated this one i actually this one it was another one that i felt was that melding that they wanted to get from fortman i think my man i think my man delivered i think he pulled it together also it has the lyric get busy living or get busy dying which i know has been said other places once again maybe this is the definitive one though maybe i don't know jenny thoughts on all that you are i liked it i thought it was all right i agree it gave me like a it did give me a last track vibe, but yeah, I thought it was okay. We slowed down. Not my fave, but not the worst song on the album either. There you go. Songmeans.com just seems to be everybody agreeing this is about bad relationships. And I can't remember if anyone definitely confirmed this is about Chad's ex-wife. 
that seems to be the general consensus. So that may actually be the case that this is about Chad's ex-wife. So there you go. All right. Up next and last, we've got Pulling the String. somewhere else i need to go but i was pulling it down for myself <laughs> thank you matt ultimately i want you to be taking care of yourself uh when when you're doing this thank you so. lauren I've, i'm trying to practice self-care <laughs> there is a 90 day fiance spinoff and i'll keep this quick i promise called darcy and stacy Jax Lawson, I'm basically talking to you right now. Jax, let's talk. Uh, in the premiere episode of Darcy and Stacy and the promo commercial, there is a uh, an exchange that Stacy has with her fiance Florian, who is much younger than her and from another country. And she says, "Why were you in her bed?" And it reminds me very much of this delivery. In her bed. And Jax, I hope you're doing well. wow um i have seen promos for this on the hulu app and every time it pops up i go that looks bad i bet jenny knows all about it oh wow there you go there we go i was right i was right i wrote that this song is we're chugging out the door we're getting some chug taking us right out the door feels like old mud vein we got some wild time signatures and random screams just screams whenever like like fortman was like last track boys it's 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 a wild card scream whenever you want whenever you feel like it give me a scream give me a bendy whatever you need to do last chance last call last call for rocking so i was i was happy for this one as uh taking us on its way out songmeanings.com had a lot of good comments to take us home one of my favorites is from okie spit if I'm saying that right, who said this song is about divorce. Chad is talking about the things that happened when he left his wife. Pulling the string refers to the string that ties the married couple together. At the end of the song, he is tied to no one, meaning that he is no longer with her. This song is so well written, it can be read like poetry. Wow. Nobody... I mean... What's stopping you from reading it like poetry? Yeah, nothing. And uh, 
people were like, you know what, we're going out, and who are we to disagree with this? And everyone's just like, oh, definitely agree with that. You hit the nail on the head. Great song, powerful, full of emotion, and the lyrics are beautiful. Even you know, just like you know, they're loving it. Then then another commenter says, wow, that's exactly it. You got it perfect. I wouldn't have picked up on that, but I'm glad you did. Well done. Loving the song, by the way. Very powerful, heart-spoken, and meaningful. Good work, Mudvayne. And then commenter Sortilegus rolls in and says, Hey, though, hey, what about the headstone that's mentioned in the song? And Oki uh, Sips rolls back in and says, Oh, even though he hates his ex, he will always love her. Holding the headstone is a representation of how he feels like dying and, in fact, welcomes it. The loss has inevitably killed him. But as the saying goes, if you aren't living, you're only dying slowly. Ugh. You know? Uh, I mean, how many times have you said that? Just Today. (laughs) Today. (laughs) Matt, today's been a day. Innumerable times. And not one commenter suggested that the song might be about removing a tampon, which I found offensive. Jenny, it's called, you have an account. I can't. You have an account. You have an account. Okay. I'm going to comment it. <laughs> there it is. As Jenny writes this comment, it is indeed, this is the last song in the album. That is the album, Lost and Found by Mudvayne. And now... It is the part of the show where we talk about cannon talk. Talk about the cannon. I will start and by saying that this is a very good album. This album was a pleasant surprise. Did not know that Mudvayne was still bringing heaters on album three. And that's on me. That is 100% on me. It splits the difference of stuff for the radio and stuff for those hardcores doesn't change the game, but it feels like cementing a legacy. Albums one and two, Mudvayne are still being seen as Slipknot protégés. Album number three, Million Sold, hot, hot singles hanging out on the charts for months at a time. They're not protégés anymore, baby. They're peers. Shoulder to shoulder with the mass boys. And they did it without the mass. No makeup, no gimmicks. I don't know if the whole record is essential for the canon, that being said. But if you don't put in <laughs> Determined and IMN into the canon, I don't know what your fucking problem is. Wow. That's my take. Okay. That is a very aggressive take, Lauren. It is. It isn't a very. It is a very aggressive take. I appreciate I, you being transparent I, about your feelings. Also, I, I need to mention this. I won't mention why, but I've had a fucking day. So I know. there you go. I know. I know why. I know why. I know the secret. Yeah. Uh, I agree with you, Lauren. I think that this is a really good album. I was definitely surprised. I I thought that they achieved their goal. And I'm glad to see that it sold so well. I I definitely wouldn't put the whole thing in. Determined and IMN. I'm I'm good with going in. Yeah. I I guess I was wondering to myself if they were essential, but your very hot stance uh 
hey, I'm not here to fight with anybody. So yeah, I would be good with that. The rest of it felt like more modern rock to me. But those those songs did seem to, to capture a lot of the new that we heard on this record. Matt, what do you think? I'm delighted by this listen. Uh, I felt like there was a bit of a soggy middle, uh, if I'm going to go great British baking show. But the standouts are stellar. And the mud veininess, or the thing, the element that makes mud vein mud vein is very present and and that's good when, even though there are elements of this album that are trying to be a touch more commercial mud vein gotta eat you know they, they gotta eat they gotta put food on their families gotta put food on your family true <laughs> true true put true. them on the table and get some food on them get it on them Lauren, I think you've made the right choices. Those gotta go in, but I do think there's a few that are just uh, a little bit too modern rock, a little too uh, not what I like. So I'm 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 not gonna fight you, buddy. I think I think I would be crazy to. Well, there you have it, everybody. Mudvayne, welcome back to the canon. Determined and I M N from Lost and Found. You can find them in our new metal canon. And that brings us to the end of this episode. Thank you so much for listening. Keep on saying hello online. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Send us an email, roachcoachpodcast at gmail.com. Keep on sharing the show on your socials, letting everybody know that you're rocking the roach. Send us those pics as you get your Activate the Pit tease so we can post that up on the socials so that you're activating the pit even during these quarantined social distance times and uh as i said earlier in the episode next week we close out side project summer and you're gonna love it you're gonna love it it's gonna be great on till next time jenny thank you lauren thank you Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. You're